Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. It is me by my lonesome for now, but Luke Hancock will be back in with us here uh, around 4 o'clock or so, maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later, but he'll be in, and we will get our fill of basketball uh, talk uh, here. We'll talk with Jeff Walls uh, at 4.30, who I am sure uh, has a lot to say uh, after the way uh, the weekend's game against Virginia Tech went, Uh, and I look forward to talking with him. Uh, Sometimes it's fun to to talk with him after losses uh, like that uh, because he does not in any way like BS you. Uh, And I love that. Uh, He sort of uh, stops finessing things uh, when when, when we get sort of bottom line-ish like that. And I love it. So I look forward uh, to talking with him uh, a little bit later on. And we are getting now to the, uh, to the tail end uh, of this season, uh, this men's basketball, this women's basketball season. And of course, I think it's, it's, Difficult to do anything other than just sort of start thinking about the eventualities here and when they might happen, what might happen, uh, and how the rest of these games are going to go. Uh, it has somehow felt like it's been going on for quite some time and and gone by awfully quickly, kind of all at the same time. Maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. It's rough. This has been rough. It has uh, been. For all of us. I, is there? Are you joining us on the Oats Boat, Venice? Me and Rummage and Pops and everybody, there's room. There's room on the Oats Boat. Yeah, I, I I want yes, I, yes I will. I absolutely will. Yay! I, I, we got another one. Pops, we got uh, another one. Oh, he's, I knew he yeah, was the more one. we've talked about this, uh, the more I love that idea. Uh, I talked, you know, I talked to your dad yesterday before our team meeting uh, yesterday, uh, and very persuasive case, uh, and, and, the, and just watch them, uh, quite frankly, uh, and I think that that makes a pretty good uh, case uh, for them as well. Uh, the 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 angle of uh, of NATO's th- that seems to drive. Calipari and UK fans crazy uh, doesn't hurt the case either uh, so yes uh, oh for sure sure my only the only problem I've got with any of that is I'm afraid of like all of us getting our collective hopes up together uh, because none of us have any idea where this is going or if he's even interested right uh, we have that's no a good idea. point that's a good point pops have you heard anything about him being interested I'm do- doing this on the air have you, do you think? And is it even a good thing? Is it even a good thing if you have? Yeah, that's a like, good that's point. Thing. Right. Yeah, I thought it was a good point that Air Crawford made uh, a little bit earlier uh, this month, maybe at the end of January or so. It might not even be a good thing if you're hearing that somebody that you like is even interested right now. 
uh, because the best coaches probably don't want that stuff out there right now. Uh, but either way, we're not very far uh, from the end uh, of all of these uh, conversations in the beginning of hopefully some some new and, and op- optimistic ones uh, for a fan base that we have all been just eating a lot of vegetables lately. Uh, and I think we're ready for some some junk food. We're ready for a cheat day. <laughs> I think I think That's we've all we've to. collectively deserved a cheat day. I think I, I, think, I think we've so all too. I think we've all earned that for sure. Which means we we're and now you and I here we are uh, saying oats. We want oats. Not <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, right. We want oats for our cheat day. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> maybe just pet dorks here asking for oats on our cheat day. <laughs> Oatmeal cream pies, maybe. Maybe you know we'll go. There with that. we go. Yeah, I could go. I, like I could go idea. for that. We've got a lot uh, to get into here uh, today. Uh, we got the, the the announcement of TBT's return, which I, I do want to talk about that because I think it it does dovetail into these conversations about what this summer will be like possibilities of how that can be worked in uh, or, or at least kind of coordinated with uh, potentially a new coach and new players uh, i do want to talk about that we've gotten uh, some official movement on the college football playoff format kind of crazy to think that we have not finalized the format for something that starts in 10 months uh, but we are uh, and we finally at least have figured out, I think, the big, big parts of it. And I think for the most part, it's good for Louisville and, and good for what the ACC, whatever that ACC might look like in the future. Uh, it's good enough to keep this thing from, from from crumbling and being left out. Uh, and so we'll talk uh, about that some. And, of course, we will talk about uh, the women getting uh, beat, beat up pretty good uh, by Virginia Tech and what's how to handle that, what to think about the rest of the season. And, of course, the men – Heading to Notre Dame uh, tomorrow. We'll have that here. Uh, I'm going to be out uh, tomorrow, but Biscuit's going to hold it down uh, with Lieberman tomorrow. So you'll get as good of a preview of those uh, things as you'll get from anybody with those guys uh, tomorrow. So I'm sure they'll hold it down just fine. But a lot to get into. And that Notre Dame game tomorrow, um, opportunities or uh, what's what's the opposite of an opportunity? Uh, dangers of just some awkward uh, comparisons between a first-year head coach at a place that's been struggling and Kenny uh, and how that could go awfully uh, sideways for him. Uh, But I wanted to just enjoy for a moment and complain for a moment at the same time. Things have been so rough here lately uh, that I did not even get to truly just unequivocally enjoy the fact that Virginia got their heads kicked in last night. Right? Uh, it, it took it took uh, Virginia until about two minutes and 40 seconds or so in the game to reach what Virginia Tech had at halftime. Uh, they were getting doubled up for, for about a minute or so late in the second half and ultimately ended up, I mean, just getting annihilated. I thought it was funny to be listening to Paul uh, and Kenny kind of both just being incredulous about what they were seeing as they were finishing up the coaches show last night. Uh, and we just, we don't see that happen to them. And they've always been kind of this uh, unsolvable Rubik's cube for Louisville for some reason. So to watch somebody else do it uh, was at least fun uh, to just sort of see every single shot someone else throws up, go in against Virginia. It was nice, Nick, just to see that it, 
it can happen. Oh yeah, they can get get the crap kicked out. Of they them. had their comeuppance. It was it was it was nice. Now, now, did you have any qualms with? I mean, Locke said that they did get their head kicked in, but only six fouls were called against Virginia Tech. Did you? What were your thoughts on the whistle? Is there any out for UVA, or was it just the fact that Kryptonite found its Kryptonite? Uh, I thought if you watched the game. You could make that observation. That's fine. But if you watched it, you can't look at that game and think, there. I would love for Locke to maybe go pick out fouls he thought that weren't called because Virginia Tech plays kind of four out, one in, you know, really kind of wide, wide open style. And they shot a ton of threes and a ton of jump shots that went in. Like, I'm not even sure what Virginia Tech did is all that replicable unless you think, just having a game plan where you make all your shots is replicable. But, like, the way that they played, there's, there weren't a lot of fouls to be had. Like, I, I don't – that. so, like, looking at free throw totals is a thing. I get that. Right, right. But, like, wh- wh- like wh- what did you think what, – what fouls were being missed? I thought the story of that one was Virginia Tech just made everything, yeah. which must be nice. I'm trying to pull up the stat line from the game because I was chatting about it with a uh, – with a friend who was watching Tanner, actually, our producer Tanner was like, was watching the game. Um, I was here cutting promos and listening to the Kenny Payne show, but um, yeah, he was he was just you know he he had I, that's what I got. I got incredulous texts from Tanner, and he was keeping me abreast of the situation. And he was just you know saying like they're making everything they look at the pack line ain't packing, boys. It was you know it was it was just uh, one of those nights where I mean UVA or uh, Vatech, I mean, was making everything they look at. And uh, while quick qualm while I'm talking about this game, I can't stand what Google has done to the college basketball. Um, have you noticed this? It used to be so easy. You could just go to Google, t- like tap the, tap the game. It would immediately pull up a box score. It would immediately give you the team stats. It was fantastic. And now it's not doing that. And it's making you like have to go like there's like a link. There's there's a middleman now, uh, Mark, and I don't like it. Like, am I the only one that this has happened to? Because I made mention of it. And I think Diener agreed with me. Um, it's just it's one of those things where what, if it's if it's not broke, why 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 do you fix it? It was perfect. It was so easy. And now I can't pull up the dang uh, I'm tap dancing here because I can't find the dang team stats that used to be there. Here we go. Finally, I got them. They shot. 34.8% from behind the arc, um, and overall, f- wow, uh, 51%. Yeah, they were making everything they looked at last night, the Hokies were. Yeah, and making like 51% of your shots against Virginia is like making 70 I was, I was just, I, I was just about to say, right. against that defense, yeah, I mean, that, that number is even higher um, for sure. And, I mean, like you said, I mean, they play that four-out, one-in style. That's definitely conducive to if, – if you're going to do something like that against UVA, you're going to have to play that spread out and shoot really well. But, I mean, still to be able to shoot that well against that type of, uh, that type of defense. And, like I said, I didn't watch the game. I, I was getting – I just got updates on it throughout. Um, did UVA look out of sorts on the defensive side? Like, when did you, when did you turn the game on? Uh, when uh, I had it on about midway through the first half. Uh, Angela's brother was here uh, helping install a dishwasher and doing a heroic job uh, doing so because I'm not good at anything. I'm not handy in the least, so I'd appreciated that. But I had it on. I was listening, and I, I just noticed I kept hearing the Virginia Tech crowd, and I looked up, and I was like, holy crap, they're, they're doing what no one does to Virginia. I love this. And, and I'm not trolling when I say this. I only brought that up to say it was 
I was enjoying watching it happen. But things have been so just tough uh, around here with basketball that I couldn't really even full throw to like really enjoy it because the first thing you think of is like Virginia beat the hell out of Louisville. Right, twice. right. Yeah, you, when you looked like you, people were bringing up like they've only scored ninety points total in their last two games of Virginia, and they they were north of seventy and one. They beat Louisville uh, handily in both games, and I was just thinking to myself, God, you know, in the end here, I, I basically think the prosecution is kind of already rested when it comes to Kenny. I don't think anyone needs any more data. I think we're just sort of we're just waiting, waiting. it out. Right, we're we're yeah, waiting for judgment. whenever that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, uh, at the, right. The jury is out, but we're like the, everything's in. All the data right, is in. Right. All the the precincts have reported. We're just waiting for somebody to certify what's uh, what's going to happen here. But uh, Louisville, it, it's not just the losses. You know, it is the situation that they have found themselves in. You know, Kenny chose the la- like two of the worst years we can recall in the ACC overall. Uh, this has been anything but a murderer's row of an ACC. Uh, the last two years, uh, and, and still been not not only not super competitive, really bad uh, in in back to back kind of not great ACCs. Right, the struggles, those even if the struggles have been kind of overplayed, uh, it just sort of drove home. It's like even as Virginia t- is getting that done to them, even that Virginia team, Louisville wasn't had nothing for them. And I, man, I'm whatever has to happen, I'm ready for all of that to sort of be in the past, especially the Virginia stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pulling up the score here. As I'm wrestling with this Google, I'm telling you, man. Seventy-five forty-one. Seventy-five forty. No, no, no. I'm looking up the UVA uh, Louisville score. I mean, it's sixty-nine fifty-two. Not nice. You know, I mean, seventeen-point loss. And again, like you said, this is a UVA team that is down, and in in an, in an ACC that is down, not bad, but down. And they still managed to win by seventeen, which again, as we mentioned, with UVA, that's like losing by thirty-four. I mean, it really is. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's really telling to where, um, where would you rank that? Unfortunately, I mean, there's been, uh, there's been, there have been highs. As critical as, as, as you can be about U of L, there have been highs this season. There's been lows, and then there's been low lows. Where would you rank the UVA game in terms of, you know, the ebbs and flows of a down U of L year? Because I, I, I do think because of all the reasons you just mentioned. It is that that game is is decisively telling. It might not be the thirty point blowout to Pittsburgh, but it's decisively telling. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, I thought the first Virginia. What I thought was noteworthy about the Virginia games is what Louisville had thirteen points at halftime. Yeah. In that in that second game, right? Yeah, and, right. And I thought what what I thought was interesting was not so much like anything that was happening on the floor as much as it was the national college basketball media just watching Louisville flounder uh, in that game. And it was the first time I'd really seen uh, Goodman and Gary Parrish and others uh, saying things like, why is Louisville doing this to Kenny? And they, what they meant was like keeping him. Right. It's like making him do this. And I thought like one, not our fault. Uh, like, what do you, like, what do you, we're not foisting this on him we're not making them play bad he's just a coach he's getting paid all handsomely i didn't love that but it was just interesting that that was the one where people felt like you know making this go any longer than it has to seems like torture yeah that was the first time that was the first time i heard that take yeah you're right like at that point because they've been they've been consistent in 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 being critical of kenny all year but that was the first time that they were looking at it almost like as a mercy kill 
like like you like this is you know like this is actually hurting him um just keeping him employed because i mean they they put up 13 points i remember when i pulled that score up uh to get the halftime update i thought i accidentally pulled up the football game i was like how the heck is it that they only scored 13 i know it's uva but 13 at home i mean that was that was that was, that i think ranks up there in one of the lower points of the season that first half yeah it's like we don't, well it was also kind of funny to, just to see as we're all doing various versions of raging about how things are going and all that sort of thing, just uh, people making him the victim of yeah. what's happening here, right? Like it was, then, it was a totally new right. angle. Yeah, right. It was, uh, yeah, but it was a completely different angle, but also one that is completely incorrect. Like, but it was, it was interesting that it was coming from from uh, from Parrish and Goodman. Um, I don't know if they just like they were just running out of things to be critical of, so they they tried to look at it from a different angle. I'm not sure, but yeah, that was when that happened. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, it's not like you know someone's someone's got dirt on Kenny and they're forcing him to be the coach. It was that was a, an interesting angle to say the least. Well, we will see now uh, how the rest of this season goes. You know, I had uh, said this. On 680, filling in uh, for Rabo and Co. earlier uh, today. I had a good time uh, doing that. I know uh, while doing that, uh, I'm, I am legitimately, sincerely happy for Louis Rabo and his family to be down in the Caribbean. But he's sending me pictures from there while we're doing the show. The sun. There's no land to be seen. Just water. His happy family. And I thought, I'm Kenny Payne in this scenario now. Like, why is he doing this to me? This is not nice. <laughs> Right? Like, I don't appreciate this uh, at all. Uh, stop doing that. But, uh, <laughs> say, I, I, I said, look, we've gotten, we've gotten deep into the year now. We just took, what, six games left and maybe the ACC, championship, uh, the ACC tournament, however long uh, that might take yeah. uh, for Louisville. And you've got that. Everyone in the ACC has the, the bye week towards the tail end of the year. Louisville's comes after this game tomorrow night. Uh, we all thought the big break around the semester break would be a time where with things as rocky as they were at that time, now is the time uh, to make your move uh, with a coach. For me, like now would be uh, about as good as I, th- I think as a time as there would be for Louisville. If you were to have this game against Notre Dame at the end of the year, there aren't enough games to really make anybody change their minds, and they aren't against good enough teams to really make anyone change their minds, I don't think. Uh, and their their majority of them are at home. I'm hopeful for for the relief and comfort of everyone that this this is the last one, uh, and that you get a week off after that, and you've got the, just a couple of home games where people can just sort of exhale. There's no pressure to that that even wins might mean something bad is coming. Uh, you know, if they if they keep him, everyone could just relax. Uh, and enjoy the last couple of games and cheer without any fear of anything bad coming, even from good things. No, the Satterfield uh, Syndrome. Based, right. Yeah, it's not based on any kind of uh, feelings at all or any kind of inside info or anything like that. Just the sense that, like, if you're, unless you're going to wait until the absolute end, tomorrow night's about as good as it gets, I think. I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth with that because, yeah, that, that, that gap, I think. It, I mean, heck, heck even. 
<laughs> I mean, Seth Greenberg, remember when he came on and he talked about how uh, delaying the decision might have actually hurt Kenny Payne. Uh, you know, I'm saying that tongue firmly in cheek. But, um, you know, time, you know, timing, sure. Like if you're just delaying the inevitable, why delay it? I get that. I just, I to me, I wonder, it, because it seems like the one reason that Kenny Payne got to stick around, it seemed like, was that the team was behind him. And I wonder if that's kind of been the deal since the holiday break where um, they, they just kind of made an agreement on like he would write because because if I'm a player, um, I'm not sure necessarily if I want to lose my head coach with. I mean, there is the Duke game. Um, they are going into the conference tournament. Um, I, I just I don't know if 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 losing Kenny Payne would lose the team, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I really like Nolan. I, I, you know, I like Danny Manning and everything like that, but it seemed like the players rallied around Kenny Payne, um, to keep him here. I wonder if taking him away from them before the story was completely written. I mean, we, we see the writing on the wall, but, but there are still pages to be written. I wonder if doing that would hurt the makeup of the team and, and who returns and who, who you know goes and everything like that. So I'm wondering if that holiday break, whatever was discussed there, if it was left on the table that he would finish the entire year. Um, I don't know. Like, like I, that's the only thing I wonder. Like, I, I, I don't hate that decision because... You know, once people can re- relax and, you know, I've, I've constantly said that the unknown is what makes people, you know, most uncomfortable. And we've had a lot of unknown elements with L basketball, and I feel like the fan base is exhausted by it. I do think you could exhale if you get rid of Kenny Payne, but I wonder if you could implode the roster. And there are pieces here that might want to stick around for an Oats or whoever comes down the pike. Yeah, I don't think you do anything. All of that is totally reasonable, Nick. Uh, all, I don't think you do anything. Uh, with the explicit goal of, of sort of keeping the roster together because it's who the hell keeps a roster together anymore regardless right uh, that's a fair uh, point yeah point. like but, I, that's but, good I, well hold, I, I think um i wonder i i posed this as a hypothetical earlier uh, on 680 if the plan was to make a move at the end of the year and you've at least promised them that uh, would it provide the same relief if you just announced that it's that he won't be back, but have him coach the rest of the season. And, and then that way, no one is worried about any of this sort of being used to try and force something that, that doesn't seem like it would work or that, or that a lot of people want. Uh, and people could just relax because even though I think everyone agrees, like a coaching change here seems pretty obvious what needs to happen and should happen. Uh, he is still one of ours. Right. And there's nothing wrong with, with being overly deferential in how you decide to move on, uh, letting him have that, uh, telling the players we're not going to take him from you, but this is the end of this, uh, and, and everyone can just relax and enjoy the rest of the season without feeling like any of this is still sort of up in the air. Do you think that that provides the same relief as making a change so people can relax? Uh, I mean, yes, I, I, because again, like if if you're not, it, it's if the inevitable is getting rid of him, then you then by definition anything you do prior to that besides the inevitable is delaying the inevitable and i do think that um there there would be a lot of wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth that could be eliminated if you make that announcement 
Um, I just, uh, and I do think that, you know, you could do it tactfully. Like you said, he is still one of ours and there are still, you know, some big name supporters that are behind him that, you know, you don't want to mess, mess with them and alienate them. Um, you got to do right by Kenny. Um, first off, I think morally you should, but also, I mean, if you just want to look at it from a pragmatic point of view, you need to do that as well. But, um, I, I I don't know. I, I just like I, I'm trying to I'm th- I'm trying to think of when that's happened before, and 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 I'm not saying it hasn't. I'm just trying to think of when there was, and I'm I'm, I'm being blunt about it. But I'm I'm trying to think when there was a like a dead man walking in in college yeah. basketball when they said that hey look you're not. And I mean while there you know, while there's only five games left in the season, there are still five games left in the season in the conference tournament. And they do have an opportunity against Duke. Um, I'm not saying that because, uh, I mean, I'm, I've been one of the most ardent Kenny Payne supporters. I mean, aside from making a run to the tournament, there's nothing that I really could be th- that you could say that would convince me for for a year three. I mean, it would take a lot of a lot of things to just have a discussion about a year three in my mind um, with the highest level of respect to, to Kenny Payne and company. But. I mean that still is you know seven games in the season, and I can't think of it a, a time when um, that's a coach has been released with that much time, um, and just given given the opportunity to ride off like uh, unprecedented has been a term that's been used a lot. With it's almost like ironic, you know, if everything's unprecedented, is anything unprecedented? Um, yeah. Unprecedented has been used a lot with U of L basketball over the years with all the situations that they've they've come into. I'm not sure another unprecedented situation like that would. I'm not sure the juice would be worth the squeeze, but at the same time, maybe, like I said, if you're doing, if you're inevitably going to do that, why delay it? So I, I, I can, I could hear arguments on both sides. Yeah, that's the the Jeremy Foley uh, famous maxim. There, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. Right, right, uh, right. But uh, at this point, I just I, Kenny's unique. Right in in the history of of this program and and as the head coach and we haven't done a lot of these coach firings really at all, uh, so even that's unprecedented. Uh, I don't really I don't envy Josh uh, trying to maneuver this because there's there are a lot of potential potholes, uh, and, and just hopefully we can keep it classy, so to speak. Here yeah, with all of this, I like that, uh, and, and not have it get ugly. Uh, so far, I, I've been I will say this: I think Louisville fans have showed up to games better than I expected this year. And Agreed. I was I was desperately afraid after the uh after the new year, the Kentucky game and, and Josh, you know, saying, hey, he's gonna be our coach going into the new year, that people were going to see that as him sort of waving this this red cape, like, come on guys, uh, it's not ugly enough yet. We've got to make Josh do something. And that hasn't happened. And and I'm glad for that for Kenny I'm glad for that for the players I'm glad for that for you all fans who didn't he didn't Auburn this up basically right didn't make this even <laughs> nastier to where you forced them to do something that you wanted them to do I'm glad for that I, I we will not regret not doing that to double negative uh, there in front of everybody uh, people will I think will in in the long term will be pleased that we didn't make it toxic toxic just bad basketball toxic, not personal toxic. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think that, like, if anything, I know, like you said, we've been eating a lot of vegetables. Well, you know, sometimes when you eat a lot of vegetables, yeah. you know, something healthy does come from it. And I do think that that is something that, by and large, like you said, it's 
it's it hasn't been good, but but it's been the, the toxicity has been limited due to all the things you just mentioned. And and I think that you you want to finish that story on 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 a good note. And I and I just I don't know if letting him go now. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but I I, I think that. Um, that that's definitely a discussion worth having because, you, like you said, you you've tried to keep this as non toxic as possible, given the unprecedented scenario, the unprecedentedly low um, production that we've seen on the court. You want to like end it on on a good note, um, and yeah. I I I wonder like there's there's a real discussion to be had about whether or not um, Notre Dame would be the last game with Kenny Payne at the helm. All right, let's go ahead and take a a quick break here. And when we come back, Tyler Grieber from WDRB, we'll talk with him uh, for a little bit. I haven't talked to him uh, this week, so we'll do that on the other side here. Luke will be in uh, about four. All right, well, Luke will join us on the other side as well here on The Drive on I Thunder Bell. Get back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis and Luke Hancock. Happy to be joined by Tyler Grieber from WDRB. Tyler, how is everything going, buddy? You doing all right? Uh, yeah, man, I'm doing great. Uh, I actually just got done some, uh, some old Montrez Harrell clips with the uh, news that he's going to be playing for the Ville again this summer. I'm excited to see those guys again. Hopefully they don't play that Hancock guy again. I don't know what he was doing out there, but, you know, beyond that, like, I think the team should be pretty good. Somebody's got to pass the trash. Luke. There you go. <laughs> those highlights, at least I got a couple cameos in there. Somebody's passing those lobs, I know. <laughs> He was funny. You know, it was funny going back to those clips. I mean, I was, God, what am I? I'm 31 now. So, like, back then, I, don't know, I was like 10 years ago. I was young. I remember Trez playing at U of L. But obviously, I remember, like, the dunks and stuff like that. But, man, his footwork down low and, like, some of the, he, he had a nice little pull up, too, that he, he could hit from, like, mid race. Like, we had a couple clips of that. And I'm like, I don't remember this about Trez. But it was fun to watch some of that old stuff. Early on, Trez, as a teammate, I love the guy. Early on, whenever he would shoot a jump shot, I've never rooted for a teammate to jumper not to go in more than Trez pulling up early in the game. Because you know how it goes. Big guys start making shots, and then it's like, all right, well, now oh, yeah. we'll turn into Kevin Durant. And 
Montrez <laughs> did his damage around the basket. Everybody knows that. But now, like he came back and he's played a bunch of pickup games in the summer times the last few years, and he's got the complete game. He's a he's a warrior. You, you know you know him and you know his style. Like in pickup games, yeah. he's even more dominant than watching clips from back in the day. But he starts hitting jumpers. There's just nothing you can do. Yeah, he's just a dog, man. I mean, that's what I always – even watching him as a pro in the NBA, I mean, he's the sixth man of the year. And I just love the energy that dude plays with, just total tenacity the whole game. And it'll be fun to see him and the rest of you guys back out there this summer. All right, so I said this uh, earlier uh, today, and I tweeted this. I think the next coach, your job is to come in here and you hire Montrez Harrell to be Terry Tate office linebacker. <laughs> That you, you just have him around. You just have him around the facility, and anyone yeah. who just sort of slumps their shoulders or is just kind of spaced out and not paying attention, bam, dunked on right there in the facility yeah. at all times. Wow. That's all we need him to do. It's what he does best, and everyone yeah. wins. What do you guys think? Uh, that's a phenomenal idea. First of all, any idea involving or inspired by Terry Tate is mm. an automatic go in my book. One of the greatest commercials of all time. So I, I love it. It's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, we had the treadmill. They'll have Montrez Harold Duncan on them. And and by the <laughs> way, anytime I do walk through like the ESPN offices, I'm not on that like side of things. It's kind of like a college campus. But anytime I walk through those like cubicle office spaces that were in all those commercials, all I can think about, and I'm, I'm kind of like looking, creeping around the corner. Like I wonder if he's gonna pop out here and they're gonna get me one time. <laughs> Man, the, the This Is Sports Center commercials are undefeated, too, man. I mean, those, those were – like, they still crank out a few new ones every now and then, but I, I interned there back in 2013, and I remember there was, like, a video wall that had every single This Is Sports Center commercial, and it was, like, touchscreen, and you could just – you could scroll through the whole thing. I got lost in that thing for a long time. Uh, I mean, I had to eventually do some work, but that video wall, I could have stayed for days on that thing. There were so many good ones. Yeah, a bunch of unique stuff Go, going through like the X Games hallway and just they got sports yeah. everywhere. So they, they do it right there. Like I said, it's uh, kind of like a college campus feel, but uh, walking around, you see some really cool stuff and cool people. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. What do you what do you think the vibe will be around TBT this year uh, as compared to last year where there won't be the novelty of it, uh, but – it seems to me like if if it, if Louisville really does have a coaching change and that sort of thing, the whole vibe around this thing will be will be different, even though it won't be totally brand new. Seems like there'll be some real opportunities to do some fun stuff with this, uh, in, in association with a new coach and a new team and that sort of thing uh, going uh, this summer as compared to a year ago. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I think go, go yeah, ahead, Tyler. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead Luke. Uh, I, I would say that. I mean, the vibe around last year was so much fun. You know, I mean, I think it created a lot of buzz and excitement. And, you know, in the summer, obviously, we have soccer here, and that's big in Louisville. But we know it's a basketball city at heart. And being able to bring back so many guys who, you know, created so many great memories here, I think was awesome for people. And the ability to whomever, you know, if there's a coaching change and if there's somebody new, to be able to, like, bridge that gap a little bit between who knows who they could hire if they do make that change. If it's somebody who doesn't have, you know, direct ties to Louisville's tradition or whatever, then it serves as a cool bridge uh, between the new and the old. And and I think the atmosphere should be, should be just as good. You know, I think I I, I was uh, listening to you guys on the way in. I think the vibes are going to be just big time ratcheted up in terms of the expectation to win. I think that people 
uh, kind of dipped their toe in the water of what the TBT is all about last year. And I, I do, you know, being on the court and the fans that just rallied behind us and then some of the rusticulous moments and the way the games went, it was awesome. But I think it's going to be such another level this year. Um, I think it's something where we got enough um, leeway. We got enough, uh, we're far enough out in front of it that we're starting to give people time to be able to make plans. And I think they're going to, they're going to want to be there. I mean, this is, this is something last year where I can't tell you how many people were like, oh, I'm so bummed I can't make this game or I can't make that game or I'm out of town that week. And um, I think this year people are going to mark it on their calendar. They're going to show up. We're really excited because the university has been really supportive. You know, KP uh, letting us use the practice facility, um, letting, you know, us be able to bring in people who were helping to support the team financially. Um, all of those things just made it a lot better. And then now we still have that same level of support because I think it was great on both sides. I think the university uh, was able to use it in terms of, hey, some of our donors can come and watch. Our players can come watch. It's a positive thing for Louisville basketball as a whole. Um, the, you know, the, the university is able to kind of get some good pub off of it, too, that some of their former players come back and compete um, and, and show love to the fans and the fans show love to them. So I think having a little bit more runway here, the ideas and the run up and everything is going to get bigger and better. And then the games themselves, you know, it was fun last year, but certainly going into it with, uh, all right, we had fun trying it out. Now let's go win it. Is there anybody that you, Luke, that, uh, that you'd love to see be a, a part of this that maybe wasn't able to do it last year? Yes. So I'll, I'll just tell you, um, there, there's a lot of conversation going and, and I'll, I'll just speak in what I know. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of moving pieces here. So we could spend the entire show talking about former players that we would love to be on the team. So there's obviously going to be some priority with guys who played last year, who made the sacrifice, uh, who went to the practices, who, was, who are a part of it. The, the universe of players has expanded greatly because it was so successful. So, you know, we're going to start with last year's roster. We've obviously added somebody like Montrez, who I think was such a huge piece for us. Um, now I want to see some guard play and, and probably another wing shooter score slasher kind of position. Um, there are so many names out there and it depends on who's in shape at the right time, who's playing competitively, who has that mindset that they want to come in and compete, um, who can free up their schedule because a lot of guys come from playing these long overseas seasons and they come back and, oh, hey, you got to start training again and get ready to go. Oh, by the way, as soon as it's over, you're going to go back overseas. So we cut your vacation short by, by a hefty length. I mean, by, we're talking like a month or six weeks short in an already short vacation, right, or off season. So there are a lot of things that go into it. But, um, you know, I, I'd love to see somebody like Carly Jones come be a part of it. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Just a uh, game. Talking with Tyler Griever here. Yeah. Uh, from WWE, uh, out of my mouth on that man, I was about to say Carleek. Carleek could hoop. I, I liked watching Carleek here, and I, you know, it, it was a weird time for him in COVID, obviously. But man, he he had that old man game to him, even as a college player. Like the some of the crafty finishes and mid range shot and stuff. He he'd be fun to watch again. He's doing pretty well too. Yeah, he is. And I know I said I'm going to speak in certainties. That's a name I just threw out there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, sure. I didn't do a good job of speaking in certainties after I said that, but you know, there are tons of guys <laughs> that, that you could throw their name out there and they would fit, you know, especially in the wing position. Um, you know, guys like Dwayne Sutton, how good would he be on a TBT team or dang Adele, or, yeah. you know, you could just keep going down the list. So the, the, 
the noise that we've heard from former players that either want to be supportive in terms of, hey, what can I go to? Can I get tickets to the game? Can I come support you guys? The, the answer is yes, always. But then as we're kind of fine-tuning the roster, uh, we got to check in with the guys who made the commitment first off and then start to build it out kind of piece by piece. What did you, uh, Tyler, what did you make of uh, the, the performance at Pitt? Uh, the, look, the team shorthanded. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. No point guard. But even with that, I, I think the basically almost getting beat by one guy. Uh, and now this is two games against Pitt this year where he just defensively uh, lost uh, against the team that, that I think the, the, everyone knew Henson was going to shoot a bunch of shots. Uh, and really seeming kind of powerless uh, to stop that that sort of thing. It seemed like both Pitt games this year and uh, last year, even the games against Pitt, seemed to have like an extra amount of angst, draw an extra amount of angst out of people. Why do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, you took the point away from me there because I was about to make it. I, it. It's so strange. Maybe because Pitt, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think I have the history, right? I mean, Louisville kind of ran the series with Pitt for – a good period of time, and, and now, yeah, exactly, there you go, yeah, this is what Luke's here for right there, uh, but the problem is is that now it's not that you're just losing to them, I mean, you're getting boat raced by them in a lot of these games, and, and that, and I think that's what is so unsettling for Louisville fans, it's kind of like losing to DePaul this year, right, I mean, DePaul used to be a, you know, automatic win. Like, you're not even thinking about it. Especially this year, you would think they were going to be an automatic win with how poorly things have gone. Uh, but then you combine the history of the series and then what happened, and I think that's why you get some extra angst out of games like that. Um, looking more specifically, like, what happened, yes, the injuries are a problem. And when you don't have a true point guard available, it's a nightmare. But I can't give you as much leeway on those things when some of the same problems when when you were healthier – are still showing up when you're injured. Like the defense has been bad no matter who's been out there this year. And it really doesn't seem to have taken much of a meaningful step forward. Like the offensive end of the four, we have seen some some nice development on that end and some points scored. But man, they they've been pretty bad defensively all year and I just don't see any big time growth on that end of the floor, especially now that they are missing pieces and, you know, who knows if, if Sky Clark can get back into the fold or you know, how long Tyward Johnson is, is dealing with some of the concussion issues, obviously, that he had from that hit he took. Um, so there are a lot of moving parts there, but the, the main constant is that the defense has just been nowhere near good enough all year. How much did either of you guys uh, enjoy watching Virginia just get boat raced uh, yesterday? Luke, in your case, especially by Virginia <laughs> Tech. Yeah, I actually went on a radio show yesterday. Um, I don't know, around uh, maybe three, four o'clock. And they're from Lynchburg, Virginia. And they're asking me about the game and where Virginia's positioned. Does Virginia Tech have a chance to make the tournament? And then they dig into you know, the actual game. And they, they were so shocked by the line in the game that Virginia Tech was favored. And I, I emphatically said, the right team is favored in this game. Castle Coliseum will be a difference maker. Um, Virginia's going to have to play incredibly well to win this game. I got Virginia Tech for sure. And they, they were like, uh, okay. Like they, they hit me with a weird response there. But uh, <laughs> this Virginia team, they can win against most teams. But when you have a style matchup that, that just has the contrast of this game and you have the home court advantage where you know they're going to go in there and shoot it well, Virginia Tech that is, I just felt like they were so in control right from the jump. Um, I really felt like 
you were going to have here's the here's where I was very wrong I thought Hunter Couture and Sean Padula Padula would have had to go off in this game Hunter Couture has six points Sean Padula has eight points and they had two assists combined that right if you told me that before the game I said Virginia wins by 10 which you guys know is like 25 so yeah yeah. but they held him to 41 points Virginia just could not make a shot lit on the basket and I did think it was funny I mean we know Virginia basketball is going to Virginia but when you're down 25 points and you're still wanting to work the shot clock down to five seconds I'm like okay now is the time to try something else when you're down 25 it's no longer all right let's make the let's make them work here no, you got to go score the basketball, but Virginia is going to Virginia under Tony Bennett. Yeah, and I, it's why whenever you play them, I feel like that you starting off fast and being able to dictate how the game is going to go is maybe the biggest battle you have when, when you play them because if, if you're going to play to their pace and their style and play right into their hands, like it's not – they do what they do as well as anybody. and It's well established at this point, so – if you're going to beat them more often than not, you kind of got to land some of those early punches and blows to, you know, put a little doubt in their mind about like, oh, wow, we're not going to be able to just play this game at our pace. And, and to be able to do that, especially in your own, on your own home court, makes it that much better. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really expect it to be that big of a blowout or, or that lopsided, uh, to be honest. But, yeah, I'm, you know, being from Richmond originally and having a lot of friends who went to UVA too, I – I don't necessarily mind seeing them uh, get served like that. It's, it's pretty funny when I get to watch it. And, and they're, they're not a fun watch. I, I respect Tony Bennett. I really do. He is a hell of a coach. But I, I can respect how you play without not necessarily liking it. You know, that, that's just kind of like when you were a kid. It's like, eh, you know, you got to eat these vegetables. Here you go. You might not like them. Well, if you're a basketball fan, you have to respect what Virginia does. It just doesn't – you don't necessarily have to like it. Hey, I'll tell you this you got to be a unique fan base to really get fired up. When you're at JPJ, the place is rocking, you got a big-time game, you're cheering loudest for, like, shot clock violations. I mean, that's Virginia's <laughs> fan base. It's not going out and getting a bunch of dunks. It's shot clock violations and great defensive stops. Uh, but it is. just looking at the stats there from, from the game yesterday, I didn't realize it was this skewed. You know, points off turnovers, Virginia had four for the game. Virginia Tech had 24. That's the most I've seen uh, against a Tony Bennett team in a long, long time. They just usually don't turn the ball over, and certainly not at that kind of clip. Yeah, for sure. As, uh, sticking with Virginia Tech, before we let you get out of here, uh, Tyler, the, on the women's side, uh, as, as I think frustrated as I've heard Jeff, uh, like solely for basketball reasons after a game in a long time, uh, and it felt like un- the powerlessness of, this is a really a lot about the other team here. That Virginia Tech team, when they're hitting shots like that, is kind of a machine. Uh, maybe the, your takeaways from that one without freaking out about how Louisville really just didn't seem to have an answer for, for Virginia Tech on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, you got to give Amor and Kitley their proper due because I think they're as good of a maybe the best one-two punch in the country. You know, I mean, Amor... I understand she probably got away with a few extra steps here and there. and People wanted some travels called, whatever. That girl can play. I mean, the way she runs the floor and the way she's in full control of what they want to do. Oh, and then, by the way, if you give her a little bit of space, she's going to knock down some of those jumpers. I, I felt for Olivia Cochran once she got switched on to her, and I think Amor hit her with a pretty nasty crossover sidestep three. And when I saw that, I was like, whew, I don't know how this is going to go. 
to be honest. And I think Louisville's good, but the problem is is that the defense at times has been – you've seen flashes of them being able to guard pretty damn well, and that's been a hallmark of the program for a long time. Like, I mean, when Notre Dame came to the Yum Center, L defended them pretty well, especially – uh, Hidalgo for a long period of time before she eventually got hers. So you've seen them be capable of at least guarding well enough to win, but to be like a dominant defensive team, like you've seen some of Jeff's teams be, probably not going to be that, barring something crazy changing over this last stretch of the season. And I think it was a, it, it hurts even worse when, look, they always have great crowds, but that crowd was awesome. I mean, yeah. 12,000 plus, the whole lower bowl is full. And really, it was a game where you just didn't compete much. It, it, I mean, it was the, the degree of separation was pretty wide in it. And Tech shooting, what, 65%, I think is what they finished at. The best any Louisville opponent has shot all year. So maybe even if Louisville did bring its defensive A game, it wasn't going to happen against that team. But Jeff, I think, is just going through some of the frustration of there are a lot of new pieces. You're trying to do a lot of this on the fly when it comes to getting players to buy into some of your principles for a program. And while they have had success in the transfer portal, I, I do think this is going to be a byproduct of, of this era of college basketball at times, is that there are going to be some groups where you might hit on a couple points with them, but the, some of the other ones are going to be a season-long process to get them to understand. And I think for this Louisville women's team, it's guarding consistently and bringing that level of effort every single game. You think Jeff was a little bit uh, flustered or his comments were kind of subdued the way Mark talked about because this probably puts um, getting a share of the conference title out of reach, that game there? Well, and you got to keep in mind the week they had in general. I mean, it started with that atrocious call with Syracuse, and that's a significant call, too, because they're right in the ACC race as well. Uh, The Boston College game, like, yeah, they won, but, man, that was an ugly game. I mean, they did not play well. It turned the ball over 24 times and pulled out a win. So I think it was probably just a frustrating week for Jeff. I don't know how many ricks of wood he ended up chopping because of it, but, you know, it it wasn't great for him. So, you know, he'll talk tomorrow. And Jeff, look, Jeff's as good as anybody, him and his staff, at being able to kind of reset focus, get dive back into the scouting report and really come out next game with uh, their hair on fire. But it's going to take – just a better effort on the defensive end, which I think he's fully capable of coaching out of them. I just don't know if their defensive ceiling is as high as some of the previous groups that he's had. All right, Tyler Griever, WDRB. Tyler, thanks for step uh, checking in with us like you always do, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, man. All right. I got to take care. I'll see you. Mm-hmm. Good stuff uh, from him, as always. Uh, Luke, it, it does seem like this season uh, there's been uh, like a wider – variance with some coaches than we're used to uh rick patino and eric musselman and uh, at times and, and that may, maybe this is just sort of how it is with with more roster turnover being kind of a normal part of what we're doing now that sometimes you're just going to get results that don't match what you normally get yeah i think that's fair I, I just think it's such a new landscape with college basketball i think that's why you've seen a lot of the old guard retire um, and it's going to take a different mindset, a different mentality. I've said I, I don't know if Rick Pitino is going to be able to coach in this new era because of 
the way he demands so much from his players and the way the the door is always open for them to go try something else. And it's usually a pretty attractive option when you can go hit the portal. I think he's the greatest of all time in terms of college basketball coaches, but it's, it's definitely a, a different, uh, it's a different environment, man. We'll talk some more about that. We'll open up the phones and take your calls, your texts as well. Jeff Walls at 430 on the drive on Nathan the Ville. Right back.